0: Good morning. This Easter story is really about people searching for something, right? Three women come searching for the body of Jesus, Mary, Mary Magdalene, and Simone. They come early in the morning searching for the body of Jesus in a tomb. This Easter story isn't just the Easter it isn't just some story that was that, that's about something that happened over 2,000 years ago this is our story. How many of us this morning are here searching for something too? What is it that you are searching for this morning? Why are you here this morning? because those three women they were searching for the body of Jesus but what they were really looking for right what they were really looking for was some amount of peace some amount of comfort. They were looking for some kind of purpose. They were looking for the dream. They had followed Jesus for three years. Everything about their lives had been about making sure that what it was that Jesus believed was coming alive in the world. For three years they had done this and in less than a week, everything came crashing down. Their dreams were destroyed. Their hopes destroyed. Everything just absolutely had crashed that morning. And they go to the tomb searching for the body of Jesus. But what they're really looking for, right, is some amount of comfort, some amount of peace, some amount of purpose. What is it that you are searching for this morning? The first thing they do on the way to that tomb is they stop by somewhere and they buy spices. They buy spices to put on his dead body to cover up the stinky smell of death. They're gonna magically fix this problem that they've all found themselves in by covering it up with these smelly spices. What is it that you are doing to magically fix, to magically get to whatever it is you're searching for this morning? The women grabbed spices. What is it that you've been grabbing? What is it that you're searching for? And what is it that you've been grabbing? Maybe like those women, you know what it feels like to drag yourself out of bed early in the morning before the sun rises and to go out looking for some way to make some kind of difference in the world. Maybe if I show up at my job early enough, I can get enough done today that I will go home and feel worthy and good enough. Maybe like those women, you know what it's like to get up early in the morning to start getting all the things done that you have to get done for the day. Maybe, like those women, you know what it's like, right, to show up exhausted and tired because the dreams that you've been searching for have crashed all around you. What is it this morning that you're searching for? And like those women, what is it? that you have been trying to magically fix and heal whatever it is that, you, that it is you're searching for. That's what those women did. They show up, their hands full of spices, to the, to the tomb, to a place where they saw Jesus' body, dead, broken, hurt body, be dragged into a tomb. They watched a rock be rolled in front of this tomb, and they knew They got there with their hearts hurting, hearts absolutely breaking, their hands full of these spices just trying to magically fix this problem. If we could just cover up the stinky smell of death, maybe for a few minutes things will be okay. Maybe just for a few minutes things will be okay. And they knew. They knew they probably weren't even strong enough to move the stone away to get to Jesus' body. What is it this morning that you're searching for? where are you looking and what's in the way what all is in the way when those women got there do you want to hear something that big stone that they had worried about they they had stopped by they would got spices they were worried the whole time they were walking there they were worried how in the world are we going to move this stone how are the three of us going to do that and they got there and you know what What they thought was going to be in their way wasn't there. The stone had been rolled to the side. The stone had been rolled to the side. And instead of saying, hey, we think something good is happening here, they were scared scared to death they looked in an empty tomb wanting nothing more than to see the body of Jesus to fix whatever it was that they were going to see with these spices that would at least make everything smell better and maybe even look better for a little bit and they stick their head in the tomb and do you know what somebody sitting in the tomb said do you know what the voice said when they looked in the tomb don't be scared you are searching for Jesus don't be scared. You are searching for Jesus. This isn't just some story that was told over 2,000 years ago. This, wasn't, this isn't just a story about women who went to a tomb and found a stone rolled away. The thing that was in their way of what they were searching for rolled away. Not there. This is a story where a voice, a voice that I believe is a voice of God said, Do not be scared. You are searching for Jesus. And this morning, I want you to hear me. God is saying all over again on this Easter morning, don't be scared. What you are searching for is Jesus. And whatever it is you've been clinging in your hands to magically fix all your problems, you don't need them. There is nobody to cover this that needs to be covered up. Those magical fixes that you have in your hand, they're not actually going to fix anything. Drop them. All Jesus needs is your open hands and, and for you to be amazed that the tomb is empty. And you know what these women did? It said that they were scared to death. They turned around and they left the tomb. This voice says, go tell Peter and the other disciples, go tell all your friends that Jesus is not here. He is risen, the voice tells them. He is, he's out on the road ahead of you. He's headed into Galilee. Jesus is already out ahead of you. Go tell your friends. And you know what the Bible tells us? That the women were scared to death. They were shaking with fear. And they didn't dare tell anybody because for a few moments in the midst of darkness and despair, they do what so many of us do when we start searching for things, when we start trying to put our magical fixes on things, we forget We forget that Jesus promised to be a shepherd. If a hundred of us are eating bright, green, really good grass, if we're living in the way of God, doing exactly what we're supposed to do, if there's a hundred of us doing that, and Jesus says, and if one of you goes off looking for greener grass somewhere else, if what you think you're searching for, you head off somewhere else and you get lost from the pack of sheep and you're vulnerable and anything could get you. When there are 99 when there are a hundred of you on the field and one of you leave, I'm going to leave the ninety-nine who are doing what they're supposed to and eating the good grass of God and I'm gonna go searching for you. And I'm gonna drag you back to the goodness of what it is God offers. They thought that just meant that Jesus was going to do that while he was here on earth. But that was Jesus' promise forever and ever. That when we go searching for all the things that we think will magically fix our problem, that God goes and gets us from that greener grass and drags us back to the good stuff. They forgot for a moment that Jesus didn't promise that he was going to do that for the three years he was walking around in ministry. Jesus promised to do that forever forever. And they had forgotten about that for a few minutes. And so they left absolutely scared to death about what was next. This week when I read that text over and over and over again, I said, it is 2021, sisters. Mary, Mary, and Simone, I'm going to need y'all to go back to the tomb. I'm going to need y'all to be excited that it's empty. And I'm going to need y'all to leave. Because we know magic fixes aren't real in 2021, right? A vaccine has helped with a lot of things, but it's not going to fix the economic disparities that this pandemic has shown us. The kids are back in school, but it's not going to magically fix our work-home-family balance. Our work lives maybe aren't quite so chaotic as they were, but it isn't going to magically make us find, uh, try to find our purpose somewhere besides our work and our job. Those magic fixes, we know they're not working. And we still come here this morning searching for purpose. So, sisters, I'm going to need y'all to go back to the tomb, and I'm going to need y'all to be excited that it's empty. And I'm going to need y'all to go tell the world about it, because we know our magic fixes aren't working. And this is what they did. After they gathered themselves together, after they realized these magic fixes weren't going to work to fix their problems, they realized this that in every time every time in our lives we go searching for magic fixes god gives us a miracle when we want a magic fix god gives us a miracle and he says to the women quit looking back at everything that you've been looking at quit the past is not going to fix your problems quit trying to cover up everything about the present that's not going to co- that's not going to fix your problems look up have hope. Jesus is at work out ahead of you. And the miracle is, the miracle is that the way for God's dream to still be alive is that Jesus is already at work out ahead of us. And all you have to do is roll your sleeves up and join in that work. God doesn't need anything else. God doesn't need those spices in your hand. God doesn't need whatever it is you think you need to bring with you. God doesn't need that. Roll your sleeves up and join in the dream. Have hope. Have hope. Look up. Look up and follow Jesus who is risen. But it gave me hope that these women shook with fear because they understood the weight of this miracle. They understood the weight of this miracle, that even though death had been destroyed, that you didn't need to be scared of, of dying anymore. We can follow Jesus no matter what the cost, because Jesus has already defeated it all. And they began for just a moment to understand the weight of that promise. They began to understand the weight of that miracle. They began to understand the responsibility of sharing that good news with a world that needed to hear hear it. They they began to understand how hard it may be sometimes to believe that hope is alive and God is ready for us to be a part of believing that. But you know what they did? They did start telling people, and the church started to gather. People started to gather and they started to get really excited about what it was God could do through people who believed that God's dream could still come alive. And God wanted to use ordinary people just like those of us who gather on a field in South Tampa to make sure that dream comes alive in the world. God was ready for people to find what they were searching for in Jesus, to find hope in something that was going to outlast all the empty things that the world promises us. God was ready for that to happen. And eventually, the women weren't so scared to do that. And this, this, is what this, this is what this tells me, that faith is not absent of fear. You can be shaken in your skin and still be doing what it is God is asking you to do, to still be following a hopeful and risen Christ to live out the dreams that God has for us. Here's how I see it, guys. We have two choices. We have two choices right now in this very moment, and we're going to have two choices on Monday morning and Tuesday morning and Wednesday afternoon and Thursday night. We've got two choices. Choice number one is we can keep clinging to all those magical fixes that aren't really giving us anything, that are leaving us empty, and that aren't really fixing any problems. Or we can begin to cling tightly to the miracle The miracle that there is hope, and Jesus wants to use you to make the dream of God come alive. Look up, it's still alive, and God wants to use you to follow that risen Christ who's given us hope. Death's already been defeated, you don't have to be scared to death. Failure doesn't matter anymore. Jesus, it looks like he was the ultimate failure. He, ro- he rose above that. Failure doesn't matter anymore. Your worth is determined in who you are because of who God created you to be and who you are when you follow the risen Christ. What you do every day in your job, that doesn't matter anymore. And you don't have to be scared of what your boss thinks or what your wife thinks or what your sister thinks or what your mama thinks. You don't have to be scared of that anymore. Because what matters is that you have said yes to following a Jesus who offers us all hope. I've had to make these choices in my own life. When it was easier to cling to some kind of magical fix than to believe in the miracle. Five years ago, I attempted to start a new church in Nashville, Tennessee, and it it didn't make it. it, it failed. And I remember the morning after, after I realized this dream was coming crashing down and it was going, it, it felt like it was failure. And as it all crashed down, I wanted anything. I wanted anything to offer the world that showed them I was worthy and good enough. And Jesus says in the resurrection, that failure doesn't matter. I want you to roll your sleeves up. There's still a dream I have for the world. It's still alive. I want you to start praying for it. There's some ways for you to shine light and ignite change. And here I stand five years later after starting a new church who's absolutely committed to shining light and igniting change in a place completely different. The dream looks nothing like I imagined, but it's so much better. There was no magic fix, but there's a miracle. There is hope, and it's alive. And Jesus wants us to be a part of it. When I longed to become a mother the way I wanted to become a mom, there were no magical fixes. When things began to slip away like I imagined they would. When I didn't become a mom the way I imagined that I would. And then a miracle happened. A miracle happened. We got a phone call. Chris and I got a phone call after years of praying to become a family. And after years of trying to magically fix this problem all on our own, we got got a phone call and a birth mom and a birth dad wanted us to raise their son as our own. It wasn't a magical fix. I remember walking into that hospital to meet my son absolutely shaking in fear, having no idea what the days and years ahead would look like. But in that moment, I witnessed a miracle. Two people who couldn't magically fix their problems on one side of the situation and two people on the other side who couldn't magically fix their problems saw a miracle. There was new life, and God had a new promise and a new way for all of us to live. Hope is alive. Christ is risen. And the ways he's at work, that dream coming alive is all around us in the world today. Last year, when I wanted anything, absolutely anything for our church to gather and to celebrate Easter, I wanted 5,000 of us to gather somewhere and celebrate Easter, but instead we all gathered in our homes and we watched Easter on TV screens. Anybody remember this from last year? I, wanted to, I just wanted God to magically make COVID go away and us to get together. And instead, God invited this church into a miracle on Easter weekend, it was one of the darkest nights of the pandemic. Healthcare workers were putting on everything they could find in K95s and and all the masks they could find and face shields and they they were going to work to care for the sick and praying that they would not bring this deadly virus home to their own family. And we partnered with a local business who had to shut their doors in the middle of this pandemic and we bought 150 empanadas and french fries and drinks from them, and we took them to healthcare workers, and we gave them comfort food in the middle of the night. We gave it to the night shift workers. And in the middle of us wanting a magic fix, we just wanted to celebrate the magic of Easter. God gave us a miracle, and the hope of Jesus became alive. People had hope again that even when things were dark and uncertain that we could cling to hope, that we could look up that Jesus was alive, making some kind of, of difference in a dream in the world. And God is still doing that work today. God wants to do those things in your life. What is it this morning that you are searching for? Where have you been looking? What's in the way? What's in the way of you getting those things that you're searching for? What are you clinging so tightly to in your hands? God's dream is coming alive. Hope is alive. Drop all those magic fixes, look up, and focus on Jesus, who's defeated all those things that are scaring you to death. Jesus is is alive Christ has risen and the dream of God that all people will be loved and included and experience hope and abundant life that dream is coming alive this morning this very morning do you want to be a part of that dream maybe you've never said yes to following the risen Christ Maybe you think, oh, there's no way I'm worthy enough to be part of this dream. I'm here to tell you you are. God wants you to be a part of God's dream coming alive. God wants you to follow the hope of Jesus. God wants you. And God will leave. That that promise of leaving the 99 to find the one, that wasn't just a promise made thousands of years ago. That's a promise made to you right now. You are who God is searching for. And through the resurrection, God has made it possible for you to come eat some really good grass for you to find your purpose and your place in God's dream coming alive again in the world. Will you say yes? Maybe it's been a long time since you've said yes to being a part of God's dream in the world. Can you say yes this morning? God, use me to help tell others that your hope is alive. Help me to look up and to follow you into what it is you're asking me to do. Folks, Christ the Lord is risen, hope is alive. Can you say yes to being a part of that dream this morning? God wants you to be a part of telling the world you might be scared to death, shaking like those women did. It is still a story that the the world needs to hear. How can you roll your sleeves up this week? Don't wait till a year from now. Don't wait till you feel worthy enough. Right now, in this very moment, how can you roll your sleeves up and through your words and through your actions? How can you tell the world, Christ the Lord is risen, there is hope? God wants you to do that this morning in some way. That's the point of the resurrection, (laughs) that we are proclaiming that there is a new way that we can find hope and life through Jesus, that, that what we are searching for can be found. Christ is risen, and Christ wants the dream of God to come alive, and God wants you to be a part of that. Will you say yes to that this morning and for the rest of your lives? Will you pray with me this morning? God, we thank you so much. For the promise of the resurrection. We thank you, God, that whatever we're searching for, we can find right now through you. And we pray, God, that whatever it is that we've been clinging so tightly to for so long, that we will let it go. We'll quit trying to cover up everything. We'll quit trying to magically fix everything. And that we will cling tightly to the miracle that you are doing in the world making hope and your dream come alive. Help us to look up. Help us to see that. Help us to see our part in sharing that with the world. Help us to proclaim through our words and through our actions that Christ, you are risen. You are risen indeed. Amen.